Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Modern Nerd. I am Sir Slice 13. It's merchandise. BJC. Well, we're using we our are... Twitch names now. <laughs> we're all yeah. using Twitch names now today. What? We can be. We are, as always, massive nerds. So we've got a kind of a fun one uh, that really, it turns out, it's going to be kind of a walk down memory lane for most of us, but... Uh, we're going to do a two-parter here. We've got, uh, we're going to discuss the boys. I know we're like a week late, but we're all catching up and life happens. So that's fine. We're going to discuss the last couple episodes of the boys. And then we're going to get into non-Marvel and DC comic to screen adaptations. So we've got a bunch that we know of and we'll list some off, but we're really only going to try and talk about a handful of these and really only like two or three are really going to get a lot of attention that we both really kind of, all three of us kind of really agree on are going to be at the, the upper echelon of these types of movies. So uh, with that being said, in this particular case, uh, 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 Smirch over here, Smirch and Dice, that's weird, Dan, uh, was uh, the last one to see the boys. He, he caught up. He watched them the other day. So watched I'm going to let you take three the Three in a row last yeah. night. So you watched uh, Hero Orgasm last night, too. And I want you... I watched, yeah. That, that episode was... That was something... It was. It, the, the books, the comics were... Way longer. Way more intense. Yeah. Like, Ooh, Jesus. Way more. Oh, all of the boys' comic books were like everything you're seeing times 10. But uh, like different, so this is kind of. I haven't seen stuff like this on screen, and I don't even know the last time I do because because it kind of feels like whenever you see this kind of over the top gore or in vulgarity and gross shit, it's tied to a movie that's not necessarily good or a show that's just kind of like doing this for shock value. This is I can't think of a real. Other time when I saw a movie or I show that was two. of this quality, that yeah, that, that, that was this good with That's this very close to, to this kind of vulgarity. Right. Hit me, please tell me. Yeah, I'm curious. Kill Bill got? and also Django Unchained. It has that kind of shock value yeah. of like excessive yeah. violence, not okay. to the gore factor, but Tarantino is. It's very is stylized. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Tarantino is almost like like Kill Bill has that like stylized japanese samurai like overspraying of blood and decapitation yeah. type shit which is very you know that's the style of film they made and that's the genre that he tried to make that film into is like the... that's true and then yeah, also like django is, is like a very visceral like dude is just straight up just killing people left and right like people are yeah. dropping like flies in that movie almost to the point where like after a while at first you're like okay you just killed a guy and then like after a while you're just like okay you're a little bit numb into it halfway into the movie you're like I guess this is like it's almost comical to a certain extent because some of the way that people get hurt or die in that movie is kind of funny, and you kind of are obviously you're rooting for Jamie Fox and Django and, and that's Schultz, a real but. testament to this show. I every time something happens like that uh, with the amount of gore, I'm kind of like oh, like it lands like yeah, and it you're still like, holy has, fucking shit. It yeah, hurts. it still has weight, and that's yeah. a hard thing to do, especially when they're. But I mean, it's because these actors are giving all giving fantastic performances in between each scene and you feel you're sucked in and you feel the the monumental decisions and you feel the real i mean not really it feels like legit like it feels like these are people and this is something happening and that's a in a, in a show like this with all this crazy shit happening that is a huge compliment 
They did a good job of grounding this chaotic show. Yeah, not ju- and uh, and then peppered in, not peppered in. The the meat and potatoes of this are the characters and the acting and the writing and the character developments and their arcs. And they have, I feel like I don't know if it's just they're maintaining the same amount of quality or if they're getting if it's getting better. Uh, every single person's story, I was in on. Uh, granted, there's things I wish played out differently. Um, but I put a lot on on endings, and that's that's my thing. Well, tell um, tell us what you liked and uh, how you liked what uh, what storylines you liked and and what ones you wanted to change. Because I am uh, still I'm, a little fuzzy on the last couple three. I remember them, but it was like a week ago. Um, I mean, I mean, Kimiko's storyline is is great. I love it's like not yeah. front and center, and just the her kind of like thinking that this was, you know, her curse, these powers, and then she didn't have it. And then she wanted them back, but not because she wanted that big, because she wanted to have them because she wanted to protect people and she wanted to, to be her decision. I loved that. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, what's do what's her, her bow Frenchie. I, I mean, he, he's not even my favorite, but he still is like doing a really good job and the character has been through a lot and I'm rooting for him and, um you know there's uh, it's very clear we have i don't even know how many more seasons to go but there's a lot of loose ends uh going into the end of the season uh almost all loose ends uh there wasn't a single thing tied up at all yeah, <laughs> by the end you, of this you season kind of go, went back to where you started it feels like right. we just uh, went back to exactly the what, scene. one of my small complaints is that they all went into that building and the only difference coming out is was Maeve doesn't have her powers anymore and has an eye patch, uh, and and I guess dude, uh, and I guess uh, Soldier Boy's back on ice. Um, that to me, I didn't love it, um, but it's because there are more seasons and more of this show coming, and there's more players, and I, I still um, I love that. Was it yeah, Jason it, Eccles? Is that who it was, or was it the mm-hmm. other? Great. It ended in a stalemate. Oh Everything God. just kind of reset. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It just it, it just reset to the same stakes totally. that it was a few you know seasons ago. And I think that I would have liked something to give there. Uh, anything really. Um, but in the yeah, it, like I did. I, if I were a gambling they man, they, I, killed a, they killed a lot of people this okay. season. Okay, here's my fair, fair. They killed a bunch here, of people, but here's my big complaint. Here's my standard smirch complaint. What the fuck? Black Noir deserved better. What was that build up with him in there? Yeah. Us rooting for him going in there, and the most anticlimactic death uh, in the series. I've been waiting for this dude to jump in. To I thought maybe he would unmask and he would be someone else this whole time. Uh, it's, it was it was building up, building up. He was there when Soldier Boy was there. He and then just it's like it's like they were that was the last thing they needed to do for the day before they like sent it off to production. And then I said, ah, it's just. I, it only hurts that much more because of the buildup. Why did they do that then? What was the point? And more, even more so, the fact that this show it, it has more or less treated pretty much anything, any moment like this, with a lot of respect. And this, to me, is the first real time where I'm kind of like, you guys have set us a, a strong standard and held through pretty much 
every time except for this. What was that? I, I don't understand that at all. That if there was a moment I was or some sort of like thing I was supposed to catch, I missed it because that was uh just completely a that was the definition of like like did he did, my inclination is like did the actor like want out and they were salty so they gave him a shitty death or something like like they have in so many other shows before i was very confused by that that being said i only am that much upset about it because of how great this show is uh and how well everything else is done um i think that because of that this moment felt that much more like like a like a fist through the chest <laughs> uh, so uh, that that's about it, though. Otherwise, amazing job. I wish for more of an ending, but it's clear we're going to get more seasons of The Boys because The Boys is fucking good, and I'm excited for and more. They've seasons. got a uh, they've got a spinoff uh, animated show that they they're doing. Um, yeah, I saw one episode of that. I, I didn't watch it. I'm probably not going to. Whatever. Uh, I'm all. I mean, I'm all here for for Anthony Starr. I mean, that guy is. Oh my god, dude insane i will say this like i really you know you've got <clears throat> we've talked about over these past few episodes about these villains that you just hate like you just hate like the guy uh from stranger things the the cheerleader's boyfriend like you just are like you're um, i hope you die like gloriously and it was you know somewhat less than glorious i swear to god um <clears throat> and um and you know, Dan and I, if you go back and and watch the or listen to the one where we talk about villains, like we, like the way you make someone, the way you make a villain really will make the show. And they made this guy so hateable, but yet like so powerful and in control. It's terrifying. Um, <clears throat> obviously, they weren't gonna kill him. I, I was really hoping they would, and not you know just because like it just. It needs to be satisfying when it happens. I, I never finished the actual comic series, so I don't know how it ends. So I'm like, I'm in new territory right now. But like, you know, like you, you want these people to die, you know, especially as you get to know Soldier Boy. At first, you're like, oh, he's just kind of an asshole. No, he's a right piece of shit. And like, he should die as well, you know? And like, the one that I really want to see coming, and I want it to be just the most glorious death not glorious but like i want it to just be like a oh yeah kill him yeah like is the deep like just to get what oh my god oh, get his. they will they will kill that character they have mm, to they're never yeah. he's he they it's have just to, to show like, how bad the world is and how slimy people find a way to get I know, away but I mean, like it's true but i think it would be oh it would be so satisfying to watch that motherfucker those die. people but, always get away <laughs> That being said, you did have a few things that kind of are going to you can kind of see where it's going. They've shaped the future seasons, especially with like a lot of it is around like it looks like, you know, like Mother's Milk and obviously Butcher and, um, you know, M.M.'s family, especially when you see the ending where, you know, uh, uh, obviously Butcher's been a, a shit guy throughout the whole thing. Uh, and he's starting to kind of come around a little bit, but still kind of being an asshole. It's this it's this beautiful balance that Carl Urban does and the writers do with being able to make him be like an asshole, but you're rooting for him. And you're like, oh, why? I hate you. But like you're ah, like, oof. it's such a complicated line to walk. But you see him be a piece of shit to Ryan, uh, a Homelander's a biological son. 
and it ends up where Ryan and is in the hands of Homelander and he chooses to go be with Homelander and you get that last scene where he calls in his son into the crowd and you kind of get what you got in season three in his weird tripped out vision Homelander Homelander like turns on the crowd in season three and blasts them all to death because he just is like fuck all of this shit and in this one some guy throws something and yells fascist or whatever and it hits ryan and you just see homelander turn just laser eye this motherfucker and blow him up and it was just like and you know again it was one of those moments like oh my god did they just fucking do that like he did that in front of everybody and you it, it pans to what you see is is mm's kid's stepfather and he's like, yeah, and he starts cheering. You're like, oh, my God, this racist piece of shit. Like, this guy's horrible. And then it pans back to Ryan, who gets this really slow grin on his face. And you're like, oh, no, this there is just is. another there it is. evil little shit that's going to be brought onto the world. So I don't uh, think they can do Like, we can't be kill. We can't kill kids on screen. I don't think we can do that yet. Like murder of a of a kid. I give it time. Gotta, I'm sure everything will be fine. I'll be he's gotta, will be fine he's got to turn face or something, or they're gonna do find a reason to like. Kids have died know. on screen. Yeah, but bees killed someone on screen in in 1987. Like whatever. Macaulay Culkin right. has died several times. You know what I mean? I think I'm more in video games. So, um, the yeah. boys was one of the best things on television this year in my opinion so far uh i can't speak to the expanse i haven't watched it uh but of the things we've reviewed still my favorite for 2022 uh is the boys um shout out to like all the marvel shows that i've loved up and 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 all the other things that i've talked about but to me the boys just is a prime example no pun intended prime uh, of um just good storytelling amazing acting a cast and crew that really just trust each other to do all the right things and move the story forward and it 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 works so so well george um yeah i agree with what both of you said a lot of the stuff especially i really think this is the season that like mn like stole the season like he really he carried the season i think in a way that the show has never asked him to do like suddenly yeah. his role became big like you he i mean like there's so many storylines to follow but i would say his storyline became a huge focal point because this is a character that you, we've been curious about for a while and they really just were like okay like this is his season like you're gonna find out everything about this guy and what makes him tick and I, it, yeah. we got to see that a lot especially with huey because he was sort of like the main character to begin with like that steps into this world so it's very easy to follow and you needed him like story-wise to follow him that way like yeah to introduce you to this world right so it, it's like that quote he's like the harry potter character kind of in a way he's stepping into this world of superheroes and stuff mm -hmm. so it's nice to see story-wise you had to know more about him and there and watch a story from his point of view but like a lot of the other characters like frenchie and mm obviously uh they all like came prepackaged sort of with butcher and seemed more like extension characters of butcher than anything else because they were already part of his team right and this is the season that both those characters really got to see like got to know and understand them more 
especially mm like frenchy's still a big question mark we still there's so many questions about who he is and his background but right like mm like mother's milk you like really 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 got to see like this is what makes him tick this is the reason why he is the way he is and he did a fantastic job like yeah and also the fact that like some you knew kind of from the beginning that something was going to happen with the seeds planted with his uh whatever his 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 step the new stepfather for his daughter or whatever and you you kind of felt like something interesting was going to happen like i'm not interesting but i didn't know how that was going to come back around but i'm glad that they did tie it off at the end that he was the person that first person to cheer when homelander did that um that was the I real like payoff. When, I liked when he hit right? him when when MM decked him. Oh, that, that was, was funny. That was good. I liked that. Yeah, but it was pulled um, away immediately by the look in his daughter's face, though. For me, I, yeah, I mean, very little satisfaction there, unfortunately. But it was a great moment. Like both, it, of them. like it, it's true. It but was, you're that seeing it. You're, you're seeing it through his eyes in that moment, in that whole scene, and that we did, and that was well done on their part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then finally, I guess I would say what makes the show so good is is that like uh not even the wow factor because there is so much crazy wow factor when we're talking about how many things are shocking and all and they still continue to do that but i think what what makes it so good is is that the show's gotten really good at just putting a mirror up to like the it's like going into the fun house with like the reality that we're living in in america right and it's slightly warped and a little bit exaggerated but like it's still a mirror into like the reflection of what it's like to be American, to live in this society and maybe just the human being living on this planet. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it, it allows, you know, science fiction has that great advantage of, of being able to like critique what's going on in the world without it quote unquote being taken seriously. Cause you're like, it's science fiction or it's like comic book movie or it's a, you know, it's a fantasy movie, but it has a great way of being able to play out and show, put a mirror up to like, our world in our society and be able to put it on yeah. screen. And this is, they, this is really the show hides it very well, in my opinion, but sometimes it hide, it's like not very shy about making it very obvious. It's woven in there, right? Like it's still part of the story. It's part of the story, but like the characters are so overtly political to a certain extent or, not, or right. like that it's, it's was, not, it's, it's obvious, right? Like, I don't know. Right. It, I was that's surprised what I about the show. The, uh... Yeah, it's so. I was surprised that moment with the deep. I would thought I would saw exactly where they were going with that, and I'm very surprised they went with the exact same song that Gal Gadot did. I was like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's the Pepsi a, commercial, that is, like, oh the Pepsi commercial, the Pepsi that commercial. Also, that this is so like, good. Uh, that's such a so big good. burn. You're just like, oof. You know, you know, you're going you after know, this somebody is... from the Kardashian empire, like. Yeah, yeah, fuck him, dude. Yeah, um, see, and they, they are so unapologetic about it, right? And the funny thing yeah. is, it's, it's not done, like, it's it's like, there's the problem with shows, whatever, whatever kind of drama, not even in, you know, science fiction, but any type of drama that you have, um, where, like, you don't want to come off too preachy. Or like, you know what I'm saying? You're like not trying to do that because people are not trying to watch for entertainment reasons, right? So you can't yeah. make it like gratuitously political or gratuitously, like gratuitously, sorry, uh, like like too much of a, a like a, a, you know, complaint about like what's a man in society or whatever. There needs to be a level of escapism. 
and then to be able to weave all those things that they're trying to weave into the part of the story seamlessly is what makes the show great. You know what I'm saying? There, there obviously yeah. there is a strong political st- message there, but it's so well woven as part of the story that like it doesn't feel extra. It doesn't feel out of place. It feels like it, it should be forced. there. Yeah, it's not forced at all. It feels like it yeah. should be there because yeah. of course they made a Kendall Jenner style Pepsi commercial. Like, of course <laughs> they did. Because that's what it's people good. do. And that's, you've seen that. Yeah. Like, it, it, the things that he is, like the way he talks, Homelander talks, of course there's a guy who was in politics who talks like that and who acts like that without repercussions because people just want to cheer him on because it allows yep. them to be the worst of themselves, you know? And that's. That's Sounds that's familiar. Yeah, it's that. I can't that but quite like, put my finger. Yeah, on that's it. why it's so good. Is because it feels so familiar, yet it's in a totally different world. Which I still think is absolutely hilarious that all these people got so outraged you, by like Homelander yeah. and all this shit. It's, it's like, have you like, been watching this? Show? Are you idiots? Like, you oh watching? wait, you are idiots. Obviously. Um, but yeah, okay. that's my. That's why I enjoy the show. It might not be like my. F- Sorry, it might not be my favorite show of like, Fair. you know, of 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 all time or this season or this year or whatever. But I certainly did it might enjoy. Be mine it. As well, probably one of the know. top few. It, it's yeah. it's it's hard to think of something else that really evokes this much emotion and and like like you're attached to every character every one of them and that's really hard to do in this large of an ensemble cast like even the shitty the supers like that's it's you know it, it it's woven like you you were just saying it's woven all together so I love well to hate them so like, that all even a train who i like kind of is like admittedly you kind of a shitty guy for him. But like I'm kind of rooting Someone. for him. Same thing with Maeve. Maeve was sure. done, has done some really shit things. I'm happy her story ended in the way that sure. she got her happy ending because I feel like she really did her try her best to re- like redeem all the terrible shit that she's done or let happen. Not necessarily her personally doing terrible shit, but she's just stood by, you know, and let terrible yeah. shit happen, you know. And that hey, means she's culpable yeah. to a certain extent, and she obviously feels guilty. So I'm glad that she's had her story and that she had kind of sort of redeemed herself. Definitely. I like that this show exists. It feels like, I know it's a comic first, uh, but it feels like one of those shows where it's just like some guy was just back. It's like, man, when I wrote a show, I'm going to do this. And there'll be a there'll be a dude with a gigantic penis that like wraps around people and fucks I mean, them up. Like, And there's no, and no one can tell me no. And here he is living his dream, seeing it on screen. <laughs> I don't mean that specifically, but just like things that we don't see normally. And I just, I love that this show exists. And I hope that more uh, writers take note at how successful you can be uh, uh, with all this outlandishness and still be good. That's, that's funny. That's what I think. So speaking of successful comic book things, um, obviously there's Marvel uh, MCU and and DC uh, Batman and like some Superman stuff has been good throughout the years some is not um, uh, but I think the boys and Segway is a great way to show that you can pull from something that isn't just Marvel or DC and get some quality content everyone thinks comic books superheroes they think Superman Batman Spider-Man Captain America you know they think the big 
the big two, and there are so many more. Having myself been entrenched in this universe of comics since I was like 10, I can tell you that there's ups and downs, highs and lows. Uh, this was, uh, The Boys was put out originally by Wildstorm and then Dynamite, and Dynamite has had some hits and misses, a lot of like acquired IPs. Um, Image Comics has been like a huge, huge source of really cool, really awesome stuff. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of the things that we've seen that we liked that were not DC or Marvel. Now, before we kind of get into it, I'm going to I'm going to go into the one I'm doing it. I'm stealing the thunder from Mr. GJC here. He's going to bring up something and it is a DC product, but I don't care. I am going to say it was um, no, I do care. I'm sorry. I do care. You were, you were just whining about breaking the rules like a minute ago, and she, here she you are. Care. Yeah. All right. So George wants to talk about Watchmen uh, because it was a very influential moment in cinema. Uh, it, it, love it or hate it for what it was, it was a different kind of comic book movie, and it wasn't, you know, your typical uh, um, Marvel or DC comic book. I would like to... Uh, point out, however, uh, Exhibit A, uh, in that there is a DC logo on the original publication from 1986, uh, so it is uh, a DC comic book. Is he wearing such a mixed bag right now? What are you trying to prove right now exactly? I am proving that uh, George was like, I don't care that it's DC. I'm just going to uh, give it an honorable mention. And yet, here you are. I'm bringing it up so he doesn't. That's what I's I'm doing. He admitted okay. that. <laughs> he admitted that, Sparch. It's okay. I did. All right. Um, I'm very confused, but okay. Yeah, that's fine. But um, it was a cool moment, I think, in, in cinema and obviously in comic books uh, uh, for what it was. Um, it, it was received very mixed bag um, for the time. Do we remember when this movie came out? 2009? I think that sounds right. Sure. I don't know. Maybe earlier than that, actually. It was like right. It was right around like uh, Dark Knight times. So it was pre. I think pre Iron Man. I think it was still one of the pre Iron well, then Man. Iron Man's two thousand eight. So then it had to have been right. six or seven. But it was it was right around the uh, the the beginning of the the superhero boom, um, and it was cool to see it to to come onto screen. Um, but you know, Zack Snyder is not a good director. So you know. <laughs> he's got one thing and he does that very slowly and that's what this movie was um they did some cool stuff parts of this movie there's a lot of great stuff oh, yeah. in this movie, but there's a lot of not so great stuff yeah which is weird because like if you were to like dissect this movie and take it apart and leave the good stuff you wouldn't have a cohesive movie and if you take apart the bats like you can't i feel like if How without everything the movie anyway you know I mean, without everything in it, I don't think it works. So it's like, then why did you do it if it's not great? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, Art, it's a waste. It's a, it's a anyway. rough movie to do. It's a long, a lot it's of a long ass through. movie. It's There's, a good movie, but it's a long it's, movie. It's yeah. funny because Doomsday Clock, which is the which is the sequel, is longer by like not a small amount. It, it looks is a, a bigger. Uh, it looks the same, but it is the part that ties them all together. Which I talked about a few weeks ago. And he just wanted to show good. off his comic book collection, dude. It's I okay. did. That's only it's a okay, small dude. part of it. It's it's fine. Um, Next I mean, time look, I man, get I a chance, I'll go. I started this whole podcast. 
like two years ago trying to talk about comic books. This is the I'm first touch... moment we've had that we're talking about comic books. It's in to a make while. up for touching his action figures. What are comic books? I don't. Nobody knows. And a funny page. <laughs> why do you take, do you take action figures out of the case if you don't want to play so, with them? <laughs> I swear to God. Um, <laughs> watch us play. Uh, we'll get probably get into this more if you watch us all play uh, uh, Stardew Valley on on right here on GJC's Twitch channel, GJC three two seven. Um. So there's a, there's a lot of movies that are not Marvel and DC, and some good, some bad. Um. May I read from this list? Just just name them off, and then we'll pick them apart. So in it, kind of actually, you don't have to uh, name in, them all. The ones that, uh, the, that's a lot. So there's list. like movies like Three Hundred and and Hellboy, uh, Kingsman, The Mask, some weird ones like Oblivion with the Tom Cruise movie it was based off of a comic book. Um, you know, there's there's the obvious ones like Sin City, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, the walking dead and, and and all these different ones but that like you know the mask so i mean there's there's tons of movies that people didn't know were based on comic books a history to violence has nominations yeah, in the academy I awards that. i didn't know that and yeah and it was a graphic novel originally and it was the movies is intense and very great performances it's throughout one of his it best performances it really is, and like I've I've seen it a couple times. It's kind of hard to watch. I, I I think there's you know some trigger scenes. So if anybody's gonna go pull a bunch of stuff off of this list and watch them, hashtag trigger warning. There's um, um but but it it's a, these are all some of these are great movies. Some of these are not worth the watch. Um, you know, like don't go back and watch Tank Girl from '95. You know, I, I'll watch it because I watched it growing up. But like I'm not gonna say go watch this masterpiece with Ice T as some weird dog mutant like it's not i forgot he like i i love spawn as a kid because it was spawn. Crazy oh, action. Oh my God. John not Luke not a, not, a, not a good movie like my no <laughs> john linguizamo as as the eviscerator Clown. like that was Fun. oh i love john linguizamo i was just telling my wife about it the john other day Luke how much Zamo. i love john linguizamo his yeah. stand-up stand-up it's like just like storytelling it's so Pretty good. much i love everything about him to wong fu i mean come on you know like <laughs> You, can, you did a great job in Romeo and Juliet, so it just goes oh. to show his wide fucking range as an actor. He can even do so Shakespearean good. acting. Like, come on. So good. He was in Way a movie before any of this weirdo hype, all right? He was already right. a star among... He can do Disney. He can do a movie called... Like, you remember Spun? Did everybody see Spun? It was... It was like a long line. This lines is not even his first Disney film. Dream. His second one was... Uh, what's it called? His first one was, the, uh, was Atlantis, I think. Was he in that? Yes, he was. I haven't seen it in a long time. Yes, yes. So, I love John Leguizamo, too. <laughs> we will... John Leguizamo podcast over here. There's a few, right? <laughs> Just, that's our next topic. Tune in. We're going to break down every John Leguizamo movie ever made. Oh, let's do um, it. Pest. How about Chef? <laughs> yeah, see? Like, like, I can do anything. Yeah, I know, I know. Sorry, okay, you're killing me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> damn it. Um, okay, uh, I've got a couple of honorable mentions before we get to our top ones. Um, I mean, I said Tank Girl, which I, I always wanted to say. Um, I think you know things like The Rocketeer might yeah, be worth a rewatch back in the day. That that was a fun little romp. Through, it was on TV through, all the time, and I watched Phantom. it every single time it was on TV. I loved it. 
if, if you want classic Billy Zane, go watch the, was it the Phantom? Isn't that what it was called? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Just Phantom. No. Yeah. Phantom. It's just. You see Billy Zane in a purple costume, ride a horse. It's not no. a good movie. Oh, no. <laughs> no. What um, was the name of our movie. favorite Billy Zane movie? Uh... Oh, nobody knows, but it's got that look Phantom. on the back of it. Where, where he's the picture was, on the back of the book oh doesn't matter it was like doesn't. scorpion king 10 or some shit like that i don't know um <laughs> <Billy Zane. laughs> we need to find yeah. this picture i know dude we'll, we'll find it. i'll put it uh, if you're tuning in on sunday uh the 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 picture in the corner is billy zane i will post that picture i will edit that in and it will be amazing um oh my god let me see if oh, i can yeah. find it right now oh my god. do it find it and put it up there um men in black was based off of a comic series i didn't know so, that you know like the first one was hilarious and fun and i enjoyed men in black yeah the next two the second one's okay the third one doesn't need to exist and so on and so forth um mystery men from from the 90s again just a hilarious if you want some of like the top comedians and other people of the 90s go watch that movie janine garofalo um, ben Stiller. I mean, William H. Macy. I mean, he's not known for being a comedian, but he's he's fucking hilarious. Um, uh, what's his name? Um, from The Simpsons. The boys. Oh, Hank Azaria. Hank Azaria. Thank you. Just like there's tons of these. Uh, uh, Pee Wee mm -hmm. Herman is in it. Like mm -hmm. everybody. It's just it's a bunch of classics and just having a. a, hey, a this a, is just a random tidbit. Uh, I've been replaying Far Cry Five. And I used to play with a friend of mine that, and you can, one of the melee weapons you can have is a shovel. And he would just go around whacking people in the face with the shovel and going, you can take this job and shovel it. Classic. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Classic. Um, uh, yeah. So other than that, um, Dan, uh, uh, George, are you still searching for your picture? I was, but yes. What's up? I was gonna say, do you want to lead us off with your actual couple ones you want to talk about? Oh, I thought we were just gonna go down the list and. Oh, okay. okay, you want to go down the list, Dan? T start us off, top of the I list. I mean, oh, it's, uh, all right. Well, there it is. My contractually obligated movie that I have to talk about. Uh, it's almost like it haunts me at this point, but nah, no, it doesn't. If you type, I don't know if you can, it'll work now, but if if you come into GJ sees chat. On any normal time of the day, and type exclamation point smirch, uh, you will get uh, a little image of me with a shield from 300. <laughs> um, I remember, it, I took uh, that picture. Yeah, um, it, uh, it's, I mean, you know, Zack Snyder, um, I think it probably his best, I think. Um, I don't know what, I, I don't know what, what movie you could say is better by him um the uh it was very extremely stylized uh a lot of people thinks like what there were no fucking giant elephants or weird goat people and like it's because it's based off the comic really it's because it's the comic the comic got a little uh got a little took some liberties whatever um it's you know as i've gotten older uh you know maybe not as one of my most well loved but back when i was 22 uh, this was like my favorite movie, <laughs> and I loved everything about it. Um, I, I, I was one hundred percent certain that. Uh, oh wow, I forgot his name. The actor. Butler. 
Gerard, I was 100% certain that Gerard Butler was like the next big action star uh, after that movie, and that did uh, not come to pass. Um, I don't know why. I thought he was all right. Um, you know, That's you say what, say what you want about the the uh, you know the movie. I thought he was pretty great. Um, little rock and roll. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 That was underrated as well. Uh, you got you got Michael Fassbender as a as a bit player in this movie uh, who's soon to be early a huge movie star bender. yeah early fast bender and i don't know how many more movies you could have seen earlier than this and at least recognized him and uh and uh it's it's a extremely stylized over the top lots of i always say that you could pause at almost any moment in the movie and it could be like a poster um very very artistically fun uh, as a movie it's okay that's fine it's, it's a good. fun movie i'll it's, still it's watch good, it holds it's up good, it's a good it's a good movie it's you know there's not a lot it's a lot of it's a good it's a good dick flick uh as that's, we have come to call them um <laughs> it's one of the i mean they're dick flicks and they're dick flicks and this is verbatim a dick flick lots of slow-mo action uh great slow-mo action um a lot of weird kind of moments here and there but overall a fun uh a fun a fun romp in the dark. Um, I will, I will and... parry your 300 Zack Snyder greatest movie with the Owls of Gahul Zack Snyder greatest movie. Really? I think it's better. You think Owls of Gahul, the Legend of the Guardians, is better than 300? Is that what's the last part? Legends of the Guardians? It's, it's reversed, I'm pretty sure. It was fun. I'm signing off now. Stylistically, uh, he did cool shit in that movie um oh god uh all right um i'll give it second place okay thanks um <laughs> uh, i don't know we got uh i don't mean you know me and george kind of wanted to talk about wanted i think that movie didn't quite when was the last time you watched that recently it's been a minute I'm not gonna it's lie on Netflix right oh, now. like two weeks ago i watched it mm, does and... not does not hold up it oh interesting. I, it's just not good. It's just I not. I feel like that movie could have been good. I don't the know. Something was great. Something happened there, and that first like 10, 15 minutes of the movie, you're like, okay, here we go. Like I'm on board, and the actual meat potatoes of the movie just doesn't seem to land as no. much. Uh, it's too bad. I, I like I like the idea as ludicrous as it is of curving bullets i it's cool to see and it's a cool concept um i wish there's a little more behind it you know like science or some sort of ability but it's just no we just can just do this i'm like uh okay there was the uh, weird ability there they they did say that it was like one in a million that could do it because like his anxiety attacks were actually his his right, ability and powers that. coming to fruition see there's it was, something there i don't know it was, it's too bad yeah but like that was like the lamest excuse ever. sure that's it like was something that's like that's like in the mist when they were like trying to explain where all of these like creatures came from and they're like yeah yeah they did a thing in the mountain now there's creatures rift who cares and i'm like wait wait whoa 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 tell me that why not tell me more of that story instead of this about that this religious zealot trying to sacrifice children in the mist anyway we'll get into we'll have a whole mist podcast dan and i get triggered on this movie (laughs) um yeah, I wish me, wanted stuck very... more with the comic. The comic had almost nothing to do with the movie whatsoever, and the comic was so much better. It was, it it was way more intense. 
much better written. The, everything was more thought out and there was detail and it was it was very good. It was again, I think it was another Frank Miller. I think these both of these movies are Frank Miller comic books. You should read Frank Miller. Um George wants it. Um it's a Chicago movie. I enjoyed that. There you go. That's true. Although, where's that castle? They're in like a castle for half the movie. Supposed I, to be I mean, on one of the movie. like the islands in the river. There's a few. We have a few like random islands in the middle of the river. I think it's one like of them has a brewing company on it right now. Anyways, but yeah, Mark it's a Chicago Lawrence. movie. I like it. Angelina Jolie's in it. She's kind of hot in it. Uh, Morgan Freeman's in it. He does. It's always yeah. great to see Morgan Freeman, you know, yeah, as the bad guy too, has... which is kind of funny. Uh, some like cool concepts. I like some of the cool concepts in it. You know, the rats, yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Is it that guy was also in Three Hundred? Chris, what's his face? Chris Pine's in it. Right. Oh no, Chris Get Pratt's in it. it. Not Pine. Chris Pratt. Pratt. Chris yeah, Pratt's in it. You know, good old Star Lord himself. Who? It's it's funny. I was watching it, um, and I saw his name is Mark Warren, and he's in two things where I watched uh, two things of note that I can talk about. Uh, one, he was he was in one of my favorite episodes of um, Band of Brothers, uh, episode like six or seven, best known. No, like five or six, where he plays one of the guys who like goes blind or whatever. It's a super sad moment. I'm not going to get into that one, but he was also in an episode of uh, Doctor Who. So then I'm, I, I pop in, I turn on Wanted, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's the guy from Doctor Who who's being chased by aliens. I just thought that shit was kind of funny how you can see all these these actors that like you don't know were in things 15 years ago and then you watch them in other shit and then you're like oh shit there they were like is, how is this guy Chris related Pratt. to like, wanted? i had no idea who he wanted? was who does he play in let's, let's keep, let, let, he's the repair man. moving who he's plays who man. he plays the repair man the guy who teaches him how to fight and take punches oh he's tied to the chair dude he's he in a tv show a he's in a tv show called um called hustle it's a british tv show he plays a con artist Nice. Okay, George, um, what movie you want to talk about next? I mean, we'll are we just going to jump right we'll save the one for the last. The best one for last? I mean, right, we all know what the best one is. Um, Arguably. I'll talk about, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Mystery Men. Mystery Men is like a, is like a superhero movie that's like a satire slash like almost a, a, a goofy movie on its own. Uh, ben Stiller's in it. Hank Azarius is in it. Um, who else is in it? Oh. William H. Macy, Janine Garofalo. What's his face from The Soup is in it, yeah. Um, is oh, he? Greg, Greg, uh, oh. Greg Kinnear. Is that Greg Kinnear? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Greg Kinnear is the... the soup. Uh... Um, so Greg, Greg Kinnear's in Welcome. it also. Wait, wait and, Joel McHale from The Soup? Is that your... No, not Joel McHale. The oh. soup, about- like the soup, like before Joel McHale, you know, before Aisha Taylor, before like, oh, back when it was oh. like originally on. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, um, and the then, soup that nobody watched. Yeah, the soup that no one watched it. back all those I'm, years ago. I'm, but anyways, it's really interesting because it's like um, it was before kind of it was, you know superhero movie before like the superhero movie big boom. 
you know, I think Spider-Man might have been out and there had been Superman's and Batman's, but it was not, you know, it was in the 90s or like early 2000s when it came out. I think it might have been in the 90s. I don't remember. It was. I think it was in the 90s. So late 90s, um, if anything. But it's like a really clever, like goofy take on superheroes. Think like kick ass, but not as kind violent, of. you know, yeah. like over over the top satire. So I always enjoyed it, which will bring me to my second one. Kick ass. Kick ass, like satire of like pretty much vigilante justice and the bad things that could go wrong with it and like really over the top violent and crazy probably i would say held that that quote-unquote gratuitous almost over the top violence in a superhero film's throne before the boy showed up it might have been yeah, like the one that was up there you know where was it's it that like, violent i don't remember being that violent it was, it was it was pretty violent not when he's fighting because he's a chump right. but when um hit girl is her yeah. name yeah. chloe grace moritz when she's fighting it's yeah and it was of course violent. very very over the top because it has what's his face mclovin as like one of the superhero villains mm-hmm. or super villains which is just great i mean what can i say kick ass <laughs> just funny and then they made a second one but then i they're never gonna do a third one probably ever yeah. so well <laughs> so, but, so i've go ahead no i'm done I've said the name Mark Millar like four times. He's the writer of a bunch of these comics that we've written. And actually Netflix, uh, Mark Millar made a company like Millar Products or Millar Studios or whatever. And Netflix bought it so that they could make all these movies and TV shows and stuff like that. And the last one they made was Jupiter's Legacy, which I liked oh. as a comic book. Oh, yeah. God Terrible show. show. Josh Demel's God in awful. It. Oh my god. Yeah. So it's like Netflix went all in on Mark Millar after they saw this. It was a pretty successful movie, Hitman or uh, Kickass. Like it was, it did well, um, and it, people enjoyed it for the time. But like the Mark, like they went all in on Mark Millar, and I do not feel like that's paying off for them real well because a lot of his stuff that's been turned into movies has been, <laughs> you know. Uh, mediocre at best i think you know if you compare wanted and kick-ass i think kick-ass is in my opinion i think it's a little bit stronger of a movie and we're not we're we're mincing words here at that point but it's it's the this list except for one that we're going to talk about is mostly mediocre at best (laughs) i'll be i would would disagree i think there's a handful on here that are are good movies Uh, and i mean that like they're good movies why don't you give us a good movie that you have on your list that's a good segue. Um, Go ahead. Give us one. I I would say uh, on here, mm, strongest candidate for this argument. That's a tough one. Um, I'd, probably, I'd probably say 30 Days of Night is is a good movie. Like, I really, I think it's a well done. There's some, there's some good acting. Um, it's it's one of the few movies where I'll say, uh, man, did, did I enjoy Josh Hartnett? Um which is 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 hard to say sometimes. Remember sometimes he's great. Lucky number eleven. Like I enjoyed that movie. That was a fun. I one. don't know that many movies um, then. So, Thirty Days of Night is a movie that takes place in Alaska, where there is uh, aptly named Thirty Days of Night, and there is a like vampire invasion, and oh, uh, the comic is, is like movie. this ridiculously <laughs> thick one, and you've got. You got this insane performance by Ben Foster, who is like one of the people who wants to be turned into a vampire. And he gives a great performance for want like this like crazed, possessed guy with like these rotting teeth. Terrible. 
He's fantastic in it. I thought he was Wait, great. Tim, I, this just is your clear, example not, of a good. This, yeah, this is the one you're picking for the best movie on this list. Like for for it's a good movie. Either that or or, or dude, Thirty Days of Night is sitting at a solid fifty-one percent on the tomato meter with an audience score of fifty-six. I don't I, care what Rotten Tomatoes says. Because it's I, it's super skewed in one way or the other. I never go it's, off of it's Rotten a Tomatoes. Consensus of critics and audiences. Yeah, but like the critics are insanely harsh on all of these things, and like I'll we will both have had moments where we disagree with Rotten Tomatoes one hundred percent. And this is a case. I think this is if you rewatch this movie, I, I, it, it, I think it holds up for for a, a, a well told story, really interesting cinema cinematography. Um, I, you know, it's good. Either that or what sin city as far as like a stylistic city, I movie with more, yeah sin city i would have agreed with more yeah i guess it's better acting i mean again josh hartnett is sin in this city movie is, is solid, it's a solid movie it, it's it is also, a solid movie it also it's, it is it is probably one of the very if not the only certified fresh uh on here uh it's and it also spawned like a a, a slew of copycat movies that tried to like copy this kind of uh style which i unfortunately feel uh this yeah there was just at least one um that, that i think watered down kind of the legacy of this movie which is too bad because this was an interesting uh foray into cinema uh and i That's really true. appreciated what they were trying to do there and i wish that uh people uh, took note and paid an homage instead of straight up tried to copy which and is, as far as like I guess Sin City is the strongest case for you are correct, Sin City. Um, it looks exactly like the comic books. Like That's Frank cool. Miller is the writer, and I think he was the artist as well on it. Um, it was uh, at the time it was fantastic. I still do watch it. It is long uh, and and a little disjointed at moments. But I mean, again, you've got Bruce Willis in like a role that I think was probably one of his best ones since like Die Hard, you know, and, mm. and he cared. You can kind of tell that he kind of enjoyed making the movie a little more than half of the other stuff that he made. And Mickey Rourke in right. arguably one of his best performances. Sure. Um, where he's basically bullet. just he's basically just Mickey Rourke, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even wearing makeup. You know what I mean? You know, it's just yeah. what he looks like now. Um, but it's interesting because it's the only one on this list that was directed by the creator of the comic, co-directed by the creator of the comic. It was by Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller who wrote it and he co-directed the movie, which I was like, Oh, you've got a lot of these people that are like very heavy handed in some of the making of the movies and that kind of stuff. But like he made the movie with, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez cool. was the best choice to make it. So you, you can't go wrong there. Yeah. I'll take the reins for a sec. Um, not that I want to talk about it too much, but um, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to skip that. And we're going to talk about one I actually, that I'm sure we all liked, and it was Kingsman. Yeah. yeah. Kingsman was I, fun, dude. I enjoyed that movie. Fucking Eggsy, dude. I love that. I got a soft spot for that kid in my heart, dude. I just that, love him. Just rooting for that kid. Seriously, uh, the actor as well. I yeah. You're, oh, don't the, tell me. he's gonna be the new Wolverine, dude. Well, that, that I, I kind of hope not. I it's hard. I who can you really say would be a good Wolverine that doesn't have Anthony Star? 
<laughs> I, we got to get someone younger. We got to get someone younger to start it off. Um, and I he think he can do it all, like Hugh Jackman. Hard, that's a hard thing to do. He can sing. Um, he can dance. He can act. <laughs> I'll give you guys one guess who wrote this comic book. Kingsman, the guy we've been talking about, Mark Millar. There you huh. go. That's there the one. Go. I'll remember his name someday. Um, I, nice. I, I like the. Th this is probably. I, I'm a sucker for stylized action. Um, and I know that that's kind of a mixed bag on a lot of people. A lot of people like kind of like the pure, like unaltered kind of action sequences. I don't know why, because we're watching a movie and it's there for the visuals, not for the kind of integrity of martial arts. Uh, and this movie is an extreme example of stylized action and and hand-to-hand uh, -hand combat. Uh, but wow, is it intense. Uh, probably to this day, in terms of action fighting sequences, the oh. scene with him in the church, uh, and with and oh, the mute and the and the music choice, top tier, intense, gripping the arms of your seat the entire time. I just and it's it's kind of it's kind of amplified by the fact that the good guys don't kill, and he is murdering people in this. Granted, he's like being mind controlled or whatever, or like forced to violence. But it is a really intense, well, like crafted scene on everyone's fronts, and I sometimes just watch that scene, um, even though it kind of takes away from uh, when you when you rewatch it. But yeah, a really fun movie. Uh, the sequel um, wasn't. Fine. It was it was sequels okay. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was quite what I wanted, uh, especially in the sequels. When you think about the fact that after they had lost everything in the first movie, they lose everything again. And I was kind of confused as to why they did that. I thought there would be a nice little fun setup with him and working with what's her name, who made it through uh, in the yeah. first movie. Howie I don't Barry. know why they did oh, that. Oh, oh, oh no. With no. uh, the girl uh, who was act the actual Kingsman candidate yeah. in the first movie. She was the one oh. that got accepted. Oh. Um, Which I wish I was... she I wish she was in this. The next yeah, movie. that would have been made. It would have provided an interesting dynamic, and I don't know why they didn't. Uh, which is too bad. So now she's gone, and I don't know who the hell. Who the hell knows? Apparently, they bring people back from the dead in these movies. So maybe we'll see her back in the third one. The third one. Uh, sucks. She died in the second one. The third, the third one was a prequel. Okay, the third one was not a third. It was not a third. It was a Kingsman prequel, and it, and it was, was not good, which is too bad. Ralph, I thought if anyone could help save this movie, it'd be. Mr. I will Ralph say Ralph Fiennes, Fiennes was fine. Yeah, it was. The movie it was, was not. Fiennes. I wouldn't yes, say it was, was that much it worse. It was not a Kingsman second, movie. That was the problem. I would say it's a lot worse than the second one because it's I, like it, a lot worse. The story I, was disjointed it yeah in the first half of getting to know him and the history of his like, family pew, pew, I'm like, pew, i spit on it i like if it was on the street i'd spit on right. it that's how much it's not a, how a little dare bit of you call yourself a kingsman there. i like yeah. seeing where the fights lined up and what in all the real life history i thought that was fascinating but yeah not 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 anywhere up to par in the first one i it makes me worried if they do make a third one i don't know how good it's gonna be should be they a sequel it shouldn't be and it they're all be they're all uh what's his prequel. name uh, he did. Um, I think he did first X Men First Class. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, he's good at, at action for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, X Men First Class was great. Um, yeah, it was great. So probably maybe my favorite X Men movie. I don't know. I would agree with that. I would. I yeah. Would, I would arguably stuff called that or X Two. Yeah, yeah, they're they're right there for different yeah. reasons though. Yeah. Um. 
Okay, we, we've got a call, time for a couple more, but not many. I want to mention one real quick. Um, it's the original uh, 1990-91 uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Mm. Um, oh, this probably the best movie, one. Yeah, well, hands down. I like the second one. I did enjoy the second one, but it was I like very the second different. one. I think I like the second one more than the first one, but the Ooh. first one is special space, a special spot in my heart because it was the first movie as a as a human being that I ever sat in a movie theater to go see. Ooh. Maybe my parents took me to see one when I was like two or three. That doesn't really count because you, you know you're. I was six when this one came out. I remember the physical moment. I was in Florida on vacation and we went to the theater the day after the premiere and they still had like the promotional stuff up, but the, the turtles had been there the day before and I didn't get to see them. So I was really sad about that, but you walked in and there was like the little green feet on the, on the carpet. So like what you follow the, the footprints into the movie theater and that's where you're going. And I just sat down. I remember just like loving this cartoon growing up. I hadn't read the comics at that point. Cause I wasn't, into comics until a couple years after that but just like seeing these things come to life it was my first taste of what a lot of people are getting today with like iron man and the avengers and spider-man is seeing these things they grew up with on the big screen so the turtles for me which i've worn their shirt many many times on this in this podcast that holds a very special spot on this list for me as far as nostalgia and i think it's uh, it looks great there's something to be said about practical effects yeah that we don't get enough of anymore. And there used to be two names, one name, really, uh, in 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 this movie industry for larger than life movies that used practical effects. And and it was Steven Spielberg. At one point he didn't do this one, but like he with like Jurassic Park and, and this movie, like you can see the two movies hold up because of the way they look. The CGI isn't gonna age poorly because there isn't any. It was this giant animatronic figure of the turtles and they were flipping and they were fighting. And like to be able to do that, the sheer athleticism and control you have to have of your body to do this in this gigantic suit provided by the, the Jim Henson uh, studio was like, that's just impressive. Plus, it was a fun, you know, fun adaptation and, and retelling of the story. So if you get a chance, go watch the original the Ninja Turtles trilogy, one, two, and three. The th I don't care how s ridiculous the third one is. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the, I will say this. The, the first one is really good because it's like, it had the darker tone that I like really, really enjoyed. So much Obviously, darker. they had, I think they probably got a lot of criticism from it, from like parents who watched it and thought it was a little too dark. So you could see the tonal shift that they have from like the first one to the second one. Second one, like the palette's different. It's a brighter show. It doesn't show as a dark, gritty New York as much as the first one. Like the uh, the, the teen character was like an upbeat, you know, flashy looking like pizza delivery boy as opposed to this like wayward wannabe artist. gangster, you know, like, and the first one was what's his face's uh, son, you know, who was like a bad kid who had gone astray and fallen in with the foot. Like, yeah, Danny was like yeah. a darker character, right? You know, they completely removed Casey Jones in the second one. Doesn't even show up, I don't think. So, like, uh, uh, it sounds about right. Who was like considered, you know, was kind of a darker character, too. And it comes he, back for the third one. He does come back for the third one, but much less, you know, 
yeah, really. scary and dark and moody than he was in the first one where he's just well, like, the you're third like, what one's the hell? about time travel. So. Yeah, the fir- third one's great too. I enjoyed all of them, don't get me wrong, but I just, I understand the tonal shift. But, but what makes the first one so special was the fact that it was like really dark and gritty and like it, it showed New York in a, in a kind of a seedy underbelly kind of feel, you know? Like, and it, yeah. it came on the heels of 89 Batman, which yeah. was like very much the tone and like yeah. very much set the field for it. And it was. So you you got you got back to back two I think two movies that still hold up to this day as in their category some of the best of their versions. Okay. Obviously there haven't been many good turtles movies after that. Anything else? Uh, um March before we nah. before we get to one. our last one. I'm going to mention one. We got it. And We're then we'll we talk are, about then we'll we go are, just we well, really quick going. The Crow. Go watch The, the Crow. crow. <laughs> It is worth the watch. Rest in peace, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's kid. And it was this just like weird neo-noir raised from the dead superpowers, the crow you can see through him. It's cool. It's a cool movie. Ernie Hudson, Brandon Lee, uh, definitely worth the watch. But our number one, I'll let you guys take it home. Who wants to bring this it This is in? the reason why I suggested that. Um I'll do my oh, okay. I'll do one more honorable mention. Is if you get a chance to watch Into the Badlands on AMC, it's a really good show. And that was originally a comic as well. It's a martial arts stylized, very Asian martial arts. But anyways, the one reason why I thought of this topic was because I of this movie. Um, I came up with the idea for this podcast. I'll take credit for that. <laughs> um, but the one movie that I had in mind that I really enjoyed was Scott Pilgrim. Which is like we've been talking about, especially since Miss Marvel showed up. But Scott Pilgrim is one of those movies that like it grabs you by the freaking like neck the minute the movie starts. Like the, the two bit intro with the universe, dude. Yeah, with just yeah. like you're like, with okay, the music. here we go. Chills. Yeah, and then as chills soon as like as soon as that first song hits and that intro with the credits like goes off, you're just like, holy fucking shit! And I think for some reason, like. I don't think I watched it in IMAX. I just, might have just watched it in a regular theater, but maybe because the, the volume was like extra loud, it so just loud. seems like the music freaking hits Wasn't you like a sucker punch. Aren't we all together? I yeah, think, I, we I all think we I've seen it several times. I saw it three times I don't know in if, theaters. I don't know if we were all together. We, we may have just met you like that year. It came out in 2010. So we would have like, just well, met that like, was the year of blockbuster closed so we'd known each other for a year at that point oh yeah it was 2009 yeah, yeah. then we probably did all go see it together there's a chance AMC we did somewhere. but i i remember seeing it and like it, it, it so much of it is just so perfect in the sense that um it was like a, a it was almost like a, a a testament to like growing up in the age that we did in the 90s as a kid like there's so many great 90s video game references and comic book references in it and what's great is is it also has um like several famous people a lot of famous people are in it actually like anna kendrick's in it (laughs) like um who else this was one of aubrey plaza's Uh, first thing aubrey plaza who's now like huge um you got you got michael Sarah, mary elizabeth winstead Kieran yeah. Culkin. Yeah, Anna real Kendrick superheroes in it. What's his face from DC's Legends Chris, of Tomorrow? Chris and Evans, also played dude. super. Yeah, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans is in it. What's his face from Brandon The Expanse in it? Um, he plays one of the police yeah. officers, the vegan P- P- PD. Oh, what is his name? 
Captain Brie Larson's in this movie. Uh, yeah, oh, Brie Larson. Uh, this the, is one of the Brie Larson's first movies. So, so many superhero movie people are actually in this movie. Um, yeah. What was it? It was. Um, wasn't it? The, he's the Punisher. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was like probably like the one of the most amazing choices to pick for to play this character. She's in it, and she's did, like she was already really well known in it already. Um, did you guys? Did either of you read it? I don't think I, I actually I have read I think it's like a, an trilogy right it's like I think I've read the it's first like, book there's like 10 of them yeah there's but they're like all books. in like one movie they put it much put it all in one movie yeah I don't a, think a lot of people else. who read all the books the comics and stuff like that didn't quite enjoy it as much as I think we did because we didn't read the source material and they like crammed like you know this much into this much so you know but uh, uh, man this movie was cool Lady music, dudes. the soundtrack, the dudes, lady dudes, dudes. Lady dudes. and you it actually spawned it, it because, and it also has one of the best like uh, video game, smash em up video game adaptations ever. Also, Girl, it's a really fun. That was like, a really good game. You'll hear game. me mention in this podcast the best movies are the ones that are all genres, and this movie is like all the genres like put together uh say for maybe drama it's like it's 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 every genre you could want and it's the best of them and oh. i felt like god watching that opening scene where they're playing the, where they're practicing yeah, playing the song i like i felt like i was i got mad goosebumps and i felt like i was witnessing history like i was like this is this is not just some movie um which makes me sad at how bad it did at the box office but it took uh, you on a trip I, yeah thomas it, jane, it, 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 thomas um, jane is and, what i was uh, gonna say yeah they, thomas jane they'd really kind of, you know, uh, a lot of things draw from this now. Like it was it made it okay to like make references about nerdy stuff. And like, this is kind of before like the nerd revolution of sorts. And there was all these like references to video games in there. And it was great. And it was I funny, man, was this movie funny. It, I feel uh, like I quote first... it all the time. Like I'll be like, pirates yeah. are in this year. <laughs> like, are you a pirate? Like, it, it's got the style. <laughs> like it's just so good. Of like the first two or three episodes of Miss Marvel. Like when you if you watch Miss mm-hmm. Marvel, it's got that like that drawing overlay, that cartoonish kind of overlay, and they do that a lot. That type of stuff where it's got like the pow and the zap, like the old school like Adam West Batman moments in this movie. So it's a lot of these moments that were were done in scott pilgrim that you're seeing even today in in other marvel and other things i can't think of a ton of them but i know that there's others that have done stuff like that um uh in in their own right um man this was a fun movie it, it really was in it and she's in star trek now yeah it was just a good time from start to finish i mean i it was during the height of like michael Sarah, you know so like right when like you know he was coming off of uh, super bad. Um, no, he's coming off of Arrested Development, super bad, and then into this, and then you know he did a few other things that were were pretty good, and then he kind of just went away, which is fine. I don't think anybody's crying. Um, but uh, it was he was good at what he was doing, and this was designed for Michael Sarah in there. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead was fantastic in this. I love her in a lot of stuff. Maybe not so much as Huntress. I think she could. You know, she's fine, but I think the writing was bad there. Um, as was most of it. But um it was just uh, good times. Any any movie on this list where we can say that we all were in a theater together to go see is probably gonna be high up on our list of things. 
So, yeah. That's it? Yeah. I think that's it. uh, The end of this... uh, um, The moral of the story is go watch Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme, (laughs) which was based off of a... uh, So you were going to tell us to watch The 30 Nights again? No. Go watch that. Go watch any of the movies on this list, and you'll probably have a good time one way or another. You're going to have to provide people with this list. Oh, man. I don't want to do that. Uh, uh, Um, uh, uh, So so difficult. Yeah. Like hard. Weird science. There's a bunch of random ones. We can do a whole other one, but we're not going to. So go find, go Google a bunch of movies that are not DC and Marvel comic book movies, and you will find something that you like. You know, uh, whether or not they're good or not, you will like them. And I do not shame you for enjoying things. Enjoy the things you like. Watch the movies. Have fun. Live your life. Play your games. Read your comics. Read your books. And if you find joy in them, fucking hold on to them. And, and it's keep, okay keep watching if them. you don't, if something needs to be good for you to enjoy it. That's okay, too. Yeah. Or other ways too go watch daredevil i mean come on you know those movies were terrible but they're fun for some people um anything else are we gonna play tonight are we are you guys all is everyone gonna be able to enjoy the stylings of gjc327 smerchandise sir slice 13 and my uh amazing wife uh triple big nut (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, which is just fun to say on uh <laughs> playing stardew valley um <laughs> i didn't think that would be such a moment but it really was uh um, playing stardew valley right here on george's uh, uh twitch channel uh so you can watch us uh you can you can give us advice uh some of us will have the chat open so we will definitely try and interact with you um uh, dan where can they find you what what socials are you active on George, what socials are you active on? Give yeah, it to him. This is my channel. <laughs> GJC327 everywhere. Everywhere. Check out his YouTube. He's got a lot of cool tutorial stuff. He's got a lot of great uh, uh, old Marbles videos. Go check out his, his YouTube channel. Also, GJC327. If you haven't liked and followed, give it a like and a follow. If you haven't followed The Modern Nerd on YouTube, just The Modern Nerd. All of it is up here. Uh, 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 follow it. Give it a like and a follow. We really appreciate every uh, like, comment, and everything. Um, other than that, we have been The Modern Nerd, and thank you for watching.